Deadlights Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Johnston. Hello, I'm your other host, Leslie, bringing you the weekly dose of horror. Yeah. 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 And with us today, we got Danny. Hello. Special guest. Welcome. Hello. Welcome to the Deadlights Pod. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for going on this journey with us. It's fun. Into the Deadlight. Yeah. One that you hadn't seen before, right? Never seen it. Oh, you haven't? First time. First time. Fun, fun, fun. First time rider, which is always fun. Of the... Some of the horror movies that you've seen so far, what are some of the ones that stick out in your mind? I prefer more of like psychological thrillers. I'm I, I, it, the gore, the more of the gory stuff is n- newer. Okay, yeah, cool, mm-hmm. interesting. Well, this was um, I feel like this movie that we just watched was a little bit of both of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of both of it. Very much actually, so. which is kind of interesting that you say that. Because we're about to be, be at an intersection of what we just watched, which... What did we just watch? What did we watch? What did we watch? What we just we watched watch? The Thing from 1982, directed by John Carpenter, written by Bill Lancaster and John W. Campbell Jr. A research team in Antarctica is hunted by a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of its victims. Dun, dun, dun. What's cool about this movie is, yes, compared to... Halloween, this is way bigger budget of a movie, but the story is still contained. We're still only within, for the most part, this one base, and that is primarily due because they're they're stuck in this very cold, isolated um, place, Antarctica, and so even though it is grander, the story is still pretty. Mm-hmm. This is pretty much just like a who done it. You said Clue. Yeah. Um, it turned into Clue halfway through the movie. Yeah. Where they had to figure out who was where with what yeah. and who's the thing. It felt like an alien movie on Earth. It's like it felt very much like Alien of mm-hmm. like scientists and they find this thing, they bring it back and then it's mm-hmm. like chaos. It felt like a, a combination of like that and then just alien life all over the place and from the top make a drop we oh. get really cool music yeah going on the music is amazing the music in this movie is awesome and it's this like really long droning um mixed with this like almost like i thought it was like a heartbeat almost it was like do 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 that was under like a lot of what was going on well in the first credit scene of course but also throughout the whole movie mm-hmm. when you heard that dun dun mm-hmm. it was like this impending doom for sure but i thought of a heartbeat and this is about some sort of living living organism that's mutates and going around hunting people yeah so i heard a lot of like high-pitched violin yes or what i think is violin just in certain <laughs> points like, wow this mm-hmm. is intense yeah and then we go to big old spaceship. Yeah. 
Set it up. I, I, it took me. If I for, I wrote it down because I was like, oh, okay. And then it took me a while to go back to be like, that's right. They started with, <laughs> with this like yeah. spaceship going and crashing and then it going into the thing. The thing. Yeah, like that was rip, really cool. It like rips away into mm-hmm. the the title card, which was very cool. Very cool. I pretty much immediately jump into the action of the story, which is following his helicopter which is chasing after this dog mm-hmm. and well, it's confusing because you don't know at first if it's shooting at the dog and then you finally realize oh they're shooting at the dog yeah. comes out starts sh- shooting other people yeah it's oh like my God, it yeah. fast it right immediately goes and they don't really do a very good job of like being like yeah we need to he the nor the plane the, or the helicopter like s- circles their camp super mm-hmm. threatening and then lands and then immediately blows up their own helicopter by accident because they dropped the fucking because he's like slipped out of his hand (laughs) but anyway the last two fucking survivors of this norwegian search party they're the last two and then they blew themselves up that's so funny that you say that because i was thinking you know we only saw one of the norwegians and but it's like, was but they were, he was shooting. Yep. And so for a second there, I was like, is he by himself and like flying the helicopter, <laughs> running off, trying to shoot the dog and then flying the helicopter again. <laughs> but I forget there was another guy there and he just blew up immediately. He, yeah. he, he blew him up. He, that guy killed that other guy. Yeah. I oh. am pretty surprised <laughs> that that guy ended up making it that long. Yeah. Who ended up shooting the, the other Norwegian person that had the gun? It was Gary. Remember, he like hit out the window <laughs> with his gun. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> I think I think he shot him. Which the right. idea of that in an Antarctic station like, seems so, so dumb. Like the worst thing. He's, it's so funny too because they were also very nonchalant when it was coming around. It wasn't like, huh? It's like, oh, it's the Swedes. No, the Norwegians. They're they're just like, oh, they're being crazy. What's going on? They're just being crazy, flying around the helicopter. We're not gonna do anything. Mm. They did call them crazy. And then it just goes zero to a hundred of like, oh, he's got a gun. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that that scene ends with. One of the Americans getting hit in the leg, and then the Norwegian guy getting hit in the head. Yeah, it was a headshot. Headshot. And leaving the Americans like, what the fuck? In the meantime, when before this is all going on, we kind of do get like a somewhat of an establishing shot of the American camp. They're kind of like hanging out, playing pool in the rec room. It's very chill around the place. It's like pool, poker... Yeah, and yeah, then we s- we're introduced to um, McCready, who's Kurt Russell, um, and he's playing chess. With a computer. In, yeah, with a computer. And drinking. Drinking. A he's lot. He's upset that he lost, so then he pours the whiskey down the fucking slot. Yeah. And it is this question of, like, who the fuck is he? Like, I know he's a pilot, for sure. At this point, we don't know yet. At this point, we I don't, don't think, know. right? No. He's just kind of like, he's kind of, I mean, that establishing shot is just kind of a, he's kind of a sore loser. He's like the one cowboy you just need on a team. Right. He's a renaissance man of a cowboy that can, his primary function is pilot, but <laughs> will step in as leader, holds the gun if Alcoholic. he needs to. Yeah, yeah. He has plans every now and then. He's an ice cowboy. Yeah. He's, he's like, an ice cowboy. Sort of snow cowboy. Don't they kind of excuse it as like, 
oh, it's the the winter sickness or whatever. The cabin, yeah, the cabin, cabin fever. fever. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, it's crazy that they've only been there for that long. Wow, that's crazy. And they, they did try to radio. That didn't work. Yeah, they kind and of that's... established that it's been, I think they say it's been two weeks. Radio silent for two weeks. Yeah. That they haven't been able to reach anybody. Mm -hmm. So there is something strange going on around, I guess, the continent. They also say, I don't know if you picked it up, it's the first week of winter. Yes. They say that as well. Mm. Yes. Which is like, that's even weirder that they're experiencing all this cabin fever. We just started. You we know? just started, mm -hmm. yeah. I think what they ultimately decide is we got to go and to the Norwegian camp and figure out what went wrong. Ooh, before they leave, the dog is under the pool table, I believe, or some sort of table, just mm -hmm. like looking at them, kind of being like, ooh, you're going to figure out something. So mm -hmm. I have to... I have to prepare over I have here. To lay low. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there is that shot. I forgot to mention it before they even leave for uh, the Norwegian camp. It's like that night, um, that first night, the dog like kind of walks down the hall, and then he I... turns into a room where we only see the shadow of a person. Yeah. And we don't know who that person is, mm -hmm. and it's just it turns they around. Turn around, and you're like. And it fade to black, and then you're like, uh-oh, who, yep. who was they're, that? They're, I thought it was also funny that they chose, they're playing superstition mm -hmm. when that happens. Mm -hmm. Very superstition. Mm -hmm. I do like the scenes coming to the dog walking down the hallway, because it just pans out to the rooms that we were previously in, full of people, and there's no one there. Mm -hmm. No one there, and I think it's just interesting to just kind of like, set up not only the tension and the eeriness but also just establishing our locations our, our different rooms because it's pretty cluttered and there's a big cast what did we count like big. 12 people yeah somewhere around 12 or 15. yeah mm -hmm. and it's a, a big camp too when they really kind of pull out and you get to see all the different mm -hmm. areas of it it's like there's a lot but mm -hmm. they do kind of stick to like the main bank and it's like this is what we're going to be seeing for a large portion of the rest of the movie yeah because yeah. I, like I think it. too that it's it's they use it strategically because you're right we do have these like certain places that we recognize like like the autopsy room and the kitchen and the pool room those are like all places that as the audience we can kind of establish is like okay we know this mm -hmm. but at least for me i felt like oh my god the rest of this camp is kind of like a maze and it could be around any corner it someone could of... come around this like around from this pipe or something you know it felt like... And there was a lot of boxes just scattered throughout mm -hmm. the hallway. Mm -hmm. So there weren't clear pathways. It was not clean. Ever. No. I mean, it's a bunch of guys, too. I mean, yeah. And you're. it feels like at this point in the movie, we still don't... At least I didn't know, like, fully the whole cast. I was like, I've seen a lot of different people, and I don't... I haven't sat with anyone long enough outside of Kurt Russell to recognize anyone and what they do yet. So mm -hmm. it's like... Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out what, what's what, where are we, where, yeah. who, who's anyone at this point. Yeah. They go to the Norwegian camp. They uh, kind of pick up some, it's all burned out. It's all iced over. Mm -hmm. um, they uh, kind of go into, I think the first room that they go into is like the laboratory and they're picking up papers and kind of just gathering research. They don't really know what they're gathering at this point. And then we see this blood trail that leads mm -hmm. over to this guy who's killed himself. Um, 
like slit his wrists and then slit his throat and all the blood is just frozen. That was a very cool visual of seeing this like frozen trail. And then even to see that it was still, it froze as it was like coming out of this person's body. I was like, that's something I don't know if I would have ever thought to do, but it's like, yeah, in those conditions, depending on how it happened, wow. They look at it and they're not that, I feel like I would be like, what the fuck is this? What happened here? Like, they're not like that, like suspicious. I mean, at least I feel like their reaction should have been a little bigger. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck happened here? Mm-hmm. I, and that's, calm. that's so funny because I, I feel like throughout a lot of it, it's like you start to put yourself in the mindset of like, this would freak me. Everything that's happened so far would freak me out. Yeah. Helicopter, shooting, guy shoots, all of that. And then showing up. Tries everything to blow burnt. us up. Yeah. Burnt like a Norwegian camp. This person's like just slit. And, but it's so funny because I just feel like even McGreedy... It's like they all have some like scientific mindset of like mm-hmm. thing. I'm not going to let this affect me in a way because this is about science. And I'm going to, f- we're going to find out why this, I, at least for a lot of it, it was like, there's so many times I was just, just burn it, just burn everything. But yeah. it's like, no, we're going to study and we're going to study this. Because we need a Nobel Prize. They see the dead body and they <laughs> kind of trail off of like, we're not, our detective work is not over yet. Keep going. And it's like. Doc, come over here, check this out. And they see that huge block in the middle. They yes. called it an ice bathtub. Yeah. It looked like it. Yeah. It was like something clearly had been cut out of an ice cube. Yeah. Big old ice cube. And then they go outside and find the nice little uh, man meat or... Korean barbecue. Korean, some weird ass goopy Korean barbecue. And I don't know how <laughs> they transported that thing, but they got it in the helicopter and brought it back. Was, to the camp. It was big. It looked like it could have been anything from like eight feet to maybe like almost nine feet because it was like so stretched mm-hmm. out. Yeah, it wasn't even just like how long it was. It was also like the shape because it was like had all these like crazy like arm-ish It definitely things. had, they showed a shot of it having like one thing was like multiple like ten finger weird like two Ooh. wrist hand thing. I think that's well, the first thing you see before you go to, like, the two faces split. Yeah. Very, and I immediately thought of the comedy tragedy faces mm. with uh. that, like, mm. crazy morph double face thing. Um, yeah, and this is our pretty much our first taste of, like... Korean barbecue? Yeah, of, like, <laughs> this is some out-of-this-world shit. Like, this is some... This is a monster movie now. Yes. This is our first turn of before it was weird and kind of strange and tense. Now we're getting into, okay, this is a weird monster alien creature movie. Yeah. And then they bring back the thing, right? Mm -hmm. They start doing the the autopsy and the organs are fine. And that it seemed, they didn't say human. They just said normal. And then they start listing like heart, lungs, liver, kidney. Yeah. What it's else in is that. in the body? Yeah. It's all in there, but in this weird blob thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, everyone's very weirded out what's going on. And then again, they're just kind of chilling. And then no one really <laughs> paid attention to everyone is kind of just paying attention to their own stuff. The only one that's really paying attention to the dog is the dog trainer. Because he has a soft spot, obviously, for dogs. 
and he's dead inside though mm-hmm. i love Have, dogs did you ever try to like really look into that those eyes they're dead that had to be i mean that made him suspicious the entire time though Anyway, True. That made you think he spent the most amount of time with the dog as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of setting up the trainer as that him acting like that. I is got to be a choice. Like John Carpenter was like, maybe just make yourself seem suspicious. Like pretend like you are always the one. Um, and he does always seem weird and suspicious, but he kind of looks serial killery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really it would, it's a great thing to do, especially for how long he lasts, mm-hmm. and then to to find out through his unfortunate demise that mm-hmm. he was in fact not yeah, at all then. contaminated mm-hmm. or whatever. It's a great move. Ultimately, the dog just gets put into the dog kennel mm-hmm. uh, with the other dogs, and again, this is another moment of great dog acting. Because Absolutely. it's in there, you see it next to the other dogs. It v- looks very different. It almost looks fake in some shots, which obviously it's about to be all fake. But <laughs> when it's just sitting there, I mean, so still, it really looks off. It really looks strange. Mm-hmm. This scene, though, it's devastating, but also absolutely incredible. This is so. This is a, this is our first look at the crazy practical effects that we're in for for the rest of the movie too. It's like this weird. Well, okay. So the dog starts changing, and first of all, all these weird tentacle things start coming out. Yeah, the face just ends up kind of bleeding. Oh, yeah. and like it's like this opening. It flowers up. open, yeah. like just yeah. like from the face, and then there's like this weird like tongue thing is just like right there. The, the tentacle stuff. We see it all throughout for the rest of it, but this is the most intense. They were sh- it was sh- they were shooting like thirty tentacle things. They were going so fast all over the place. I was like, "What is going How on? How did they even do that?" First of all, I don't know. It's incredibly unsettling looking. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a lot of reverse stuff that they're doing too, like mm. with the tentacles moving to places. They definitely just shot that in reverse, back. or they mm. shot it being pulled, and then they just played it in reverse. But it feels weird when you see those shots and it looks unsettling and that's exactly how we're supposed to be feeling during this moment. And what I love about all the different morphs is it feels like it's going like the face opens up and then it like morphs into like this weird goopy dog looking thing. And then more things just keep coming out and opening up into more teeth and then more things like it opens up and morphs into way beyond where you think it's going to go. Mm-hmm. It like mm-hmm. keeps going and keeps going. And you're it's like, like, Oh, when you, is it going to stop? You thought that was a neck JK. It's a fucking mouth with teeth. Yeah. And then it like another dog comes out of uh, somewhere and then it has like fucking little legs. And then when it like ultimately like, completely starts more there's like a big ass eye too in the background big blinking eye it's fuck i mean as the first like big morph of the movie they really set you up pretty well Mm -hmm. like it's and then it shoots acid and i felt so bad for that dog oh i was like that's a lot the dog just kept getting sprayed with 
something, and he's like, "Oh no, oh, I need some, to some ah. like je- weird jelly." <sighs> yeah, I, I, I think we all laughed when we saw this, but it was, I, I definitely thought it was hilarious because they put him, they put the dog in the kennel. It takes a little while. Transformation starts to happen. No one is there. No oh one is there my to know God. anything. <laughs> and of course, Ice, Ice Cowboy probably just downed a little bit of whiskey. <laughs> Is doing something and then like hears it. So he's like supersonic hearing. is like, oh, I hear all this barking. He turns, hits the fire yeah, alarm. What? And is like, tells someone to go get the uh, the flamethrower right away. I was just How? like, that's awesome. His <laughs> fire senses were awesome. tingling. His alcoholic senses were tingling. Everyone is in high alert. They're like, what the fuck is this? Torch it. No one. Torch. Oh my God. Those flamethrowers. It, they look so much fun. Mm-hmm. They did look like, and they had a lot of, like a lot of them. They had at had, least three or four yeah. flamethrowers. What again? What the hell are they doing in Antarctica with flamethrowers? Also, is, also funny to me that they never had what seemed to be like irreparable damage to their station, and they were oh, just like right. torching things left and right inside <laughs> of a building. But it is funny because then that that very same scene, they torch them. Two seconds, then they come in with fire extinguishers. Yeah. And I think we all collectively were like, no, let it burn a little yeah. bit. Come on. Let it die more. I don't think any... Uh, that's not an, even enough time for the the thing or anybody to be... Because what <laughs> if you're set on fire, you don't die from the flames first. You die off, off of uh, suffocation because you don't have oxygen anymore mm-hmm. around you. Because that's what fire does. <laughs> Sorry, don't know what you're saying. Fire! Fire! Fire guy! Um. So, yeah, they did not even give it enough time for it to just die from suffocation. Yeah, I mean, I think that again, too, like they're still learning what the fuck is going on. <laughs> they have no idea what. Seeing that for the first time would be shocking. Mm-hmm. That's what the fuck is that? So they. They don't completely destroy it because they also have to study it. And they take it back for another autopsy. We have another autopsy where Blair is like opening up. Oh my God. Yeah, that oh was, my That's another God. one where it really is goopy the way he's just he's going like, in there. And, yeah. And he keeps taking like things out. Yeah, yeah things out. is like he keeps opening more and more. Yeah, it's fucking crazy looking. But then he also fucking touches. So he's like <laughs> touching things with his pencil uh, eraser. And then he was like, he goes like this. And I'm like, why the fuck? Yeah. Why? You don't know what this thing is? Oh. First of all. And then second of all, this is gross. Yeah. No mm-hmm. mask. No, no mask. I'm now hypersensitive to it, but really didn't see it. I mean, once. yeah. But, and I would assume in the medical science, that's been around for, you know, before the 80s. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there was not a single mask going on. They used to wear masks back in medieval times. Yeah. They were so crazy. they should have masks. Well, it's funny too because they they're they're acting in certain like areas, and when they're trying to like when he's taking about part some of the crispy stuff, you see those like sort of close up shots of him going. Oh, he really <laughs> like it. Could you? He's giving the impression that this thing reeks, whatever it is. Yeah, and I don't know if it's just our twenty twenty one sensitivity to this stuff, but at least I would feel suspicious of of that too like what if something is airborne like what how can this thing get 
inside of you like is it more than just touch or whatever like everything seems suspicious um because we don't understand what it is we don't understand <laughs> oh. bye <Bye-bye>. bye <laughs> uh it's scary like that noise yeah um oh, my bad sorry but uh this is kind of when the doctor after doing this autopsy establishes what it does and essentially he explains that it consumes and then imitates whatever it just consumed mm-hmm. we start to also i don't remember how it was brought up in in like after the studying portions where we get the voodoo alien bullshit that's what, yeah, what the yeah fuck? who said uh child's Childs has started talking about... Oh, yeah. He keeps saying it over and over. He's like, voodoo alien bullshit. Yeah. Do you believe in this voodoo alien bullshit? You just flamethrowed this fucking thing. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Do we... Is it at this point, is too, that, that we get them? the video footage, too, of yes. them seeing the craft? Oh, the spacecraft? Yes. yes. Is that what prompts this, like, voodoo alien? Like, yes. They even talk about the Incas and stuff. Because then Mac, like sits down and it's like, yeah, um, it, it looks like this thing has been here for a thousand years, or like, it's been here in the eyes for a thousand years, or something like that. Well, because... A thousand... Yeah, no, you're right, because ago. they, they, they're looking at this tape of them... Oh, they go to the location. Yes, exactly. So, yes. they're looking at this tape, and it's kind of ambiguous what mm. this tape is. Like, what are they doing around here? <laughs> It's just people in, in the ice yeah. waving Hello. at certain points. Just a line of them, just like, yeah. It's really weird. Um, and of, of course, McReady's got to go. Gotta He's go. ready. He's, He's McReady. Ready. He's McReady. <laughs> yeah. It's all oh, 35 nuts. Ah, it doesn't matter. I'm going. Yeah. He's like really gung ho at this mm-hmm. point to figure out what's going on, which I do understand after seeing something like that fucking weird. I would be too. Yeah. Oh, but yes. Yes, but also, can we uh, just really hit it that he's an alcoholic? Like, he, he should not alcoholic. be driving any fucking helicopters. No. And what they keep saying is bad weather, too. So, <laughs> I mean, this movie is about trust, you know, ultimately. Mm-hmm. And the, our main character, they're putting things like that in to inherently make us mistrust him. Like, we shouldn't trust him. He's an alcoholic. Like, we shouldn't trust him to fly. We shouldn't trust him to make decisions. Like, he's constantly drinking. He's drinking off of a bottle. How can we even trust him from the start before this thing even gets there? We can't, really. But ultimately, he is the one that we're forced to trust, I guess. And for the most part, is the most, like, trustworthy. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know, that cook in the roller skates? <laughs> He's true. pretty that smooth. Guy, pretty, that guy seemed pretty cool. Pretty loyal. Pretty, pretty loyal. loyal. What was his name? Nulls. Nulls. Nulls in the roller skates. He was great. It's funny too because I think also at this point as it's like as the two uh, scenes are going on it's the one of them finally at the ship trying to see what it is and then we're also getting the computer animation of the cells, the intruder cell, it's seeing seeing it replicate, all the stuff that we just heard the doctor say. And then it's just so funny because it keeps going. And this computer from the 1980s, maybe even <laughs> late 70s, is like, 
oh, uh, uh, there's a 75% chance that uh, if there is something like this, it's only going to take 27 hours. 2,700 hours. 2,700 hours, yeah. To infiltrate the entire JK, population. 27,000 hours. 27,000 hours. Mm. For the whole world to Until be Until global infection. Yeah, I wrote that yeah, down too. It was, I was just like, oh, this is incredible. This is this is a great computer. This great. Really... It, and then it's just like, you have one cell over here, transmorph, <laughs> and then it's translating over here. And he's just... like, oh, oh no. Yeah, yeah, and Grady right. comes back and is like, oh, we got to isolate this thing. Yeah. Doc's telling us to isolate it. Move your shit out of here. We're oh, gonna yeah. use your room to put this thing in here. And that's and also that's where we also get the um this is gonna maybe win a Nobel Prize. Yes. This yes. is the first thing of like uh what's his name? Uh, the guy with the curly hair. He's kind uh, of like a Windows? Windows. Yeah. Windows. Mm. Windows yeah. is kind of like, why don't we just burn this thing? And they're like, no, because this could mean a Nobel Prize for the whole team or one of us or yeah. who knows. Which is so funny because he was so forward to killing these things. But yet everybody mistrusts Windows. Everybody at some point was like, it's fucking you or you did this. And I have the fault. I always, I for some reason, always suspect him. Was Windows radio, the radio guy? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, but like he always went to go fight them if anybody accused him of anything he's like you motherfucker and he like resulted to violence which mm -hmm. is what the creature wanted or did well they so. they very much established that the creature hides mm -hmm. so i don't know if they would make want to turn into someone who is like resorts to violence when did you think the doctor turned blair Yes. So, yeah, I guess there's multiple doctors. It's got to be within this next couple scenes because after that, we don't see him for a little bit. And then he, the next time we see him is him destroying the uh, outpost and then they lock him up. But I think he's already turned at that point. No. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he knew that it was a suicide mission from this point on. I Where think he results to the guy who ends up slitting his throat and his neck at this point on the like American team of like I think the axe stuff is all an indication of what that other doctor did oh. on the Norwegian side of like we have to we have to tear this place down. Like if I just saw the computer tell me we're doomed, I listened to the computer, I had the theory beforehand, we gotta destroy this place. Yes. Because if there's anybody that's going to die, it's all of them with this thing as opposed to the whole world getting infected. I think the moment that we might know for sure that he was turned is when they go back to the doctor to ask if they've seen the other redhead doctor who mm -hmm. they had just lost. And he's like, no, I'm fine. Let me in with the rest of Come you. On, I'm please. fine. I think at that point he's gone. I yeah. think so too. And he's been doing all his little <laughs> spaceship stuff. Down yes. There. And the and the slipknot, I think, was definitely the indication of what he would have. I think he was already ready, but then the thing already got him before he was able to like end his Kill life. Himself. Yeah. They've moved. They moved the goop. Uh, the goop has been moved. Nobel Prize. The goop has been moved. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Alone and in the storage room, it starts yes. to ooze. Starts to ooze over. And that's where we lose that first character. That mm -hmm. ginger character. Yes. Uh, because um, 
Windows comes back in and he sees him like all like sausage up. He's like all like got the sausage links I all put, over him. I put yum yum dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like being consumed by that thing. And then he yeah. runs back out and he's like, it's whatever the guy's name. And they come back and he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. He's and running he's like, away. I swear he was right there. And then I, I that's where we see the fingers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think it's um, McReady who looks out the window and he sees him running away, and they're like, "There he is! Go get him!" And they follow him out, and yeah, he's like in the snow with his like eighty <sighs> fingers or whatever, and they just he just kicks the kerosene bucket over and just lights him on Ignites fire. Him. Yeah, McReady is like Chops coming it. back in from burning everything, and see someone running away from the helicopter and then goes up to the helicopter and finds that they just destroyed it. Um, picked for parts. Yeah. Or picked for parts. Yeah. He must see. Have... Okay. But if he's picking it for parts, don't you think that he's picking it for parts for the spaceship? Mm -hmm. mm. So do you think he's turned at this point? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, he could. Or. This is another thing. If it's if it's an organism that can like communicate with like the other like multiple versions of itself, maybe someone else started that UFO, and then another one took it over when he when it like morphed into that yeah or whatever. I don't know. Again, it's hard to say. Like he could be turned at this. It's point. really that's hard what to I'm say. saying. It's like it's like. You don't know. No. Because really this thing know. can there's, literally there's just... There's a large time window, too, between, like, locking him away and seeing him again, being all like, no, let me in, let me in with everyone yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. So he could have been at that whole point, because they just assume, oh, he's locked in there. Well, is and it? I think that the this next moment is, like, a perfect moment for us to question him for the rest of the movie, because he's essentially going... We hear a gunshot, and... Kurt Russell runs through the base. There's a really cool, like, tracking shot. I really like... Yeah. And he runs through, and... He's going crazy in the radio room, uh, hitting everything with an axe, like destroying all the communications. Um, he's got a gun. He's just firing it off, yelling crazy shit. Um, and it's it's perfect because you can see it both ways. You can see it as this guy realized the monster that they've encountered. And he realizes that no one can go. No one can leave. The choppers you know, are down. The choppers have to be destroyed. Any way to get out. We all are not going to make it out because this thing can't make the it out. The dogs are all dead even though he like mm -hmm. went like just moments before with the dog trainer. They went together and tried to give them medicine, serum, something. Yeah. I think they might have been extracting like blood to see if there's any traces oh, of right. the, the intruder, the thing in the dogs. Mm -hmm. That's what I that's what I thought Probably. Yeah, right. they did something. He, was still studying at that point. he seemed like he was take like also wanting to not hurt them and take care of them for a little bit. Right. I think he just goes over with the fucking axe and just yeah, chops him up. Because he knows that's another way out. And so I can see it as from that perspective. But then there's this other view that you can say of, oh, it's the thing. And he wants to cut... Sabotage. He wants to sabotage everything so it can consume everybody mm -hmm. here. The rescue people are going to come eventually and I can just hop on with them. So... They can survive in the cold. It's like, the per it's like a perfect 
a perfect act to just add more mistrust to all the characters and their intentions. The shot of the <laughs> this chaos was incredible. I just couldn't stop laughing because there were characters right outside the the room and he's chopping and destroying everything up and then they burst in after he runs out of out of ammo and then he just throws the gun <laughs> and everyone comes in here and then it's like eight people in what looks like an actual small room. Tiny <laughs> room. So funny. It was really chaotic. It was, it was hectic. It was, it was so hectic. It felt kind of real of like these guys just like, I mean, they, they don't did a good job. They don't seem like they have to deal with it. This stuff. Usually an alien, like them fighting each other, you know, it's yeah. It, you're right. It was kind of funny and clumsy and, it felt kind of real. It felt way. real. We get the uh, doctor taped up in the yeah, shack. They, they put him in the, the tool shed. <laughs> and he says, I don't know who to trust. He's like, I did this because I don't, I didn't know who to trust. And then they say something about in Malort, we trust. When, yeah, it was. I have no idea. I can't remember. Oh, I he think he says like in the Lord we trust, and then after that in he says Lord. like don't trust Clark. Yeah, don't watch, watch Clark. Clark. Watch Clark. Watch. Yeah. Clark, yeah, the dog trainer. He spent the longest time with the thing. Yeah. Watch him. I, I was, I was saying when I, when we got to this point, I, I wrote down after like, the oh, watch Clark scene. I was yeah. like, mm -hmm. oh, now it's the invitation game. Now it's just like, let's see. Now it, it almost slows down a little bit mm -hmm. in terms of huge freakouts and like alien stuff because now it's just like. It's going to hide, and let's see if you can find it in the subtleties and how people are moving, acting. And I couldn't. I, I couldn't. I. They do a really good job of, like, really spreading the board here of, like, with the blood and uh, everyone kind of freaking out and doing all this other stuff. I'm like, I was like, I really don't. Because Everybody's manic. Don't everyone's know. really, really, because they've done a very good job of building a lot of suspicion and giving us a lot of different reasons to mistrust everybody and we've come to this part in the movie where all the characters are feeling that too and we've got the um from the you know destruction of all the equipment to people disappearing and also now the blood being destroyed they haven't figured out that whole thing it just they're adding all these layers and layers of suspicion and everyone is giving a reason of why someone else could be the person. Mm -hmm. And so in this part of the movie too, I mean, you're right. Like we've kind of slowed down now and we have to sit, all the characters have to sit in this like suspicion of everyone else. And um, I mean, Kurt or McGrady records this like little thing. He's drinking, of course. Um, and he's just saying no one trusts anybody now. That whole sequence ends with essentially McGrady taking Knowles with him to the shack. And it just fades to black. And we don't see what happens there. We, tie, we have a time jump essentially to everyone else waiting in the base for uh, McGrady and Knowles to come back. And they're like, where are they at? Uh, and they're boarding up the place they're like barricading the place i think they say it's been 45 minutes 
I think maybe. you're right. right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That sounds right. Yeah. It's been a while that they've been waiting. It's been yeah. a while. It's been a while. Um, and while they're boarding it up, Nulls comes back. And he... He's like... Somehow he finds out that he find doesn't he find a ripped shirt? He, of I his? think he found that same tattered shirt mm-hmm. of McGrady's. And he says it was like in a vent somewhere, mm. or something weird like that. Yeah, so he cut because they were attached to each other. Like he cut the line and ran away, and he's like, he's one of them. He's one of them. He's the thing. Uh, and then they kind of barricade the house because the door handle is like, <laughs> and, uh, but he eventually gets in, I think a window. Yeah, he breaks in through the window of the storage closet that can only be opened from the inside or something like that. So yeah. then they do the ax to the door to get it open. You what? see frozen <laughs> Kurt Russell or frozen beard already. Yeah. And he's got a, uh, a flare C- and then C4 or what like dynamite. a pack of dynamite yeah Fuck. I'll do it okay. I'll do it I that the whole scene with him like cause he he had a couple of scenes with that bundle of dynamite and the flare it was just too close for comfort I'm like he's he's just gonna explode everybody right now there was one point where he's doing he's holding the block of dynamite and then he has a uh, one of those flamethrowers and yeah. <laughs> he's doing this next to it, and I was just like, oh, any minute. He's any minute, he's, he's gonna, ready to slips? die. What if it slips on by accident? Oh. And what if you, like, put... I always kept thinking, like, he's, he's putting the flare really close to that dynamite. Yes, he was. I was. like, what if it accidentally gets too close? Literally, if I was holding that thing, I would just be like this or something. This is not... A, you know, like... It's that, so threatening to have this, like, this far away. I'm still He's scared. an ice cowboy. He's an ice cowboy. And they they try to get it from him, but... He kind of like shrugs like two guys off of him real quick. Yes, somehow. And he shrugs that one, um, mm-hmm. that oh, guy yeah. off Who of him. Who the hell is he? What's his role? What's his name? I'm not sure what he does. I, and I don't know his name. But he falls <laughs> down and he like, it looks like he like hits his head or something. And he's like, uh, just like. Seeming like he really great. got it. Um, and they take him to the, like that, I guess that same autopsy room. Mm-hmm. It, didn't, uh, it seemed like it stopped breathing. He stopped breathing. Yeah, because he like checked his pulse. He's like, hey, I'm not getting a pulse or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so Kurt Russell at this point is pretty much just taking everyone hostage. But he's still concerned about that guy. He's like, come in and help him. Get the doctor in mm-hmm. here. Um, come and grab him. Because they all pretty much moved to the um, autopsy room where Kurt Russell, yeah, he's got the, the flamethrower. This is the scene. This is what yeah. He still is now switched over from flare to flamethrower. Yeah. Um, which, okay, before we get into the next scene, everything that he's doing right now seems extremely suspicious. Yes. I mean, this is adding a lot of suspicion to, mm-hmm. like, how he's acting, and he forced his way in there, and also that Knowles just says that he thinks he is one of the things, right. like, and now he's taking everyone hostage. Definitely, and I think, too, it's like, at, at this point, if I am not the thing, 
I would probably still do everything that he does. Of like, mm -hmm. you guys are not gonna kill me right now because you think I'm the thing. I'm gonna get in here. I'm gonna break this thing, and you all are gonna not kill me because I'm only trying to help. But I also, in the same time, he's got that frozen beard. He's got the crazy eyes too. Of like, oh, don't mess with me. Yeah. Because he is also pr pretty freaked out, right? That he found his shirt. Like somebody's trying to like well, they also blame never him. kind of really explain or even say what happened in that time that, frame other yeah. than the fact that like I don't know things got weird and I came back and I think it's him. Yeah. Nothing, nothing else was even said that, of like if they encountered anyone else or that scene confused yeah. And if they did me. say that in one ear and out the other, didn't, yeah, didn't I didn't register any no. like that. It was what were they doing for forty five minutes? I have trying to get back. I think searching. Searching and coming back. Detective work. Investigating. It, yeah, it, it, it's a very ambiguous thing. And obviously we're not supposed to know. They never explain it. And that's the shock that he is rooming at the at that point because... Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's his shack. That's his, like, I didn't leave my shack light on. And then we have no idea what happened between him and Knowles. He, Knowles obviously found the shirt and probably he knows that he found the shirt because they were tethered together. So they were obviously together when he was like, and probably just escaped real quick. So I think he knows obviously that they suspect him now. Mm -hmm. my, my theory is that the doctor who's already turned at this point, set that up Blair as a way to either distract them and start to do more work down in with his spaceship type thing but yeah i think that it was one of those things of like turning on the light getting that mcgrady shirt torn up like i think that's all was a, a a play as they started to do the like chest compressions i was like is he gonna do mouth to mouth is he gonna do mouth to mouth and just like be eaten or turned mm. immediately well because there was a shot too of like you see hands you see chest and then you see his face and the doctor's face and he like looks over and I was like, oh, is this when it's going to happen? <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. And then what ended up happening was not what I had expected. Because <laughs> <at laughs> <all. laughs> he hands straight into the stomach mouth. Yeah. And then just bites down and just takes off both of his... Up to his elbows. Up to his elbows, yeah. Both his arms. Oh. His forearms. Woo. Yeah. And then that Gnarly. thing on the table turns into like this big, long, wormy thing with the head on the end of it. Oh. And it's like like tentacles, like spider leg things are like holding onto the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Ugh, it's creepy. And then the head of the guy that the stomach thing happened like falls, like goops off the table. Yeah. Um, separates itself. And oh, but that shot though of it on the floor and oh. shooting out a little tentacle and just like pulling itself uh. away from it all. I was like, oh wow, that's something fantastic. Yeah, well, because that was that's another scary thing. It's like they're dealing with this big thing that is right in front of them, they're burning it or whatever and trying to destroy it. Meanwhile, this other little part of it is like trying to scurry away. You know, and has that happened before? Like, has a part of this thing scurried away before this moment? And this is just the first time we're seeing it? Because that's part of this thing. Like, can you ever really kill the full thing? 
Like it could just continue to just like yeah exactly loop off of it, it itself and, and just it, get away. At this point too, it's like in my theory, it's like coexisting now in two or was coexisting in two organisms: the doctor and then this other guy who just opened up. So I'm just thinking at this point, these two are happening simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So it's already split off. It's like inevitable. It's inevitable for them never to be able to contain this thing. It just makes it a more of just an impossible mission mm -hmm. for them to ever I also, I thought, I'm going to go way the fuck back to the dogs. Um, and when it like, like it shoot out lots of tentacles. Mm -hmm. I thought I had seen a little bit of those tentacles gooping away. Which is like, could have like, been. Yeah, totally could have been. Yeah. I, I literally, I just thought I saw that. And Making it kind of liquidy like that too, again, adds to that. Like it's, it'll just slip right through your fingers, you know, it can, it can just create slither away the, whatever shape it needs to, to get away and break off of itself to make more of it. too. Mm -hmm. It's like this, yeah, it's trying to get like all the sauce back in the jar. Once you spilled onto a carpet. Like, there's no way. Uh, no. There's no way. And that's going to stink, it's gonna too. It's going to stay there forever. This is now the scene where Kurt is just holding everyone hostage in the mm -hmm. room. He is makes... this where we do blood? This is a blood test. Blood, te blood test take two? Blood test take two. He comes <laughs> up with his own everyday man DIY blood test. You heat the wire. He doesn't like heat. Which, they are right. He doesn't like the flamethrower. So, it's a, you know... It's a good little take-home test for your, your thing. Yeah. Do we remember the order? Because I think the I wrote order, it down. Yeah. order was really good. I wrote it down. In the way that they had sort of been setting up this intense, who is it? Yeah, so mm -hmm. who, they start with is Windows, actually. Who is... Yeah, because he's, I think, using Windows as an assistant right now. Mm -hmm. And so needs to make sure that he's okay. Mm -hmm. Also, Windows gave a lot of blood. A lot in of his, blood. In his sample, he gave a lot of blood. It was so much. Yeah, they all gave a lot. So he was negative. He all good. And then we go to he does himself. McGrady does. He's like, I'm gonna do what I already know is true. He's safe. Then um, we do. I wrote down Doc. Oh, it was no, the, the doctor doc that just got killed. Yes. With his arms. And then off. it was a dog trainer. And then it was a dog trainer who, in the moment before, just got shot by McGready because he lunged at him. He's negative. And then so like, I That's love... murder. Yeah. That's murder. He's like, all right, we'll, we'll test you in a second. And then he tests Palmer's and <laughs> that's when it comes out. It's like, <laughs> it's a really good jump scare because he's not the last one, you yeah. know, and he's kind of, he's kind of distracted too while he's doing it. Also Palmer in my like remembering of the film is pretty under the radar. He very much so. really mm -hmm. has not done much if anything, in the whole film. Yeah. So it was even more of a like, oh, God, oh, yeah, you were here. Yep. His hand starts to shake. Oh, also, yeah, I don't exactly. know if we talked about it, but the the scream that they had the thing do when it encapsulated whatever it was, was just gut, so guttural, so gut-wrenching. It was like a screech. It, it was, was a... And felt like it came from, like... 40 feet behind, but also 40 feet in front of you. It just felt like, oh, huge. Just a huge... Oh, yeah. It reminded me very much so of, like, like a space 
screech. Uh, it, it felt very alien. It yeah. felt mm-hmm. really out of this world. What can make that noise sort of thing? Pretty bad. Pretty bad. <laughs> Not good. But then it got worse. And it got worse. Yeah. And this guy like kind of like shakes spaghetti out of his skin. <laughs> a really Ew. gross <laughs> spaghetti. And um, the two guys next to him are like, get me the fuck out of it. Cut me loose. Cut me loose. What the fuck? And um, I think it's Windows who yeah. gets well, his like... The whole, the whole time that it's transforming... The one time the flamethrower is supposed to work, it is just boom, jammed, boom, boom, not working. And it's so funny too because he takes forever to try to fix it himself before being like, "Windows, you have a flamethrower on your back, use it." He's like, "Oh yeah, we have another one." It's just funny too because he's just Windows is like right there as it's happening and has not decided to mm. torch the thing. Yeah, he kind of fortunately he gets his head consumed. Oh. Head consuming head action. He's like, oh yeah, that's true. He's like, oh, legs. <laughs> yeah, he's like really flopping around. Um, yikes! And he kind of, he kind of like lets go of him and like throws him across the room in this like jelly thing that I'm assuming keeps consuming him or whatever. And then he like runs out and after it's being. It runs out after does it, it runs gets... through a wall. It does. <laughs> it run, yeah, at least through a door, and then he just blows him up with a grenade. Is no, he moment? he sets him on fire. the The flamethrower was working. Mm-hmm. Uh, sets him on fire. He, the thing runs out, and then it falls down, and then he goes and he throws explodes him, <laughs> and there's nothing left. Which I get. I mean, from <laughs> what we've learned about this monster, that doesn't seem like enough. That seems like we just created like 50 more, more yeah. monsters from or that. Opportunities for someone to walk by and be like, hmm. Tasty. wonder what that is. <laughs> uh, thinking about it. Uh, or any <laughs> other animal to eat it. <laughs> mm, jelly. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's see that awful, awful tactics. But, you know, you live and you learn. And then he goes back in and he has to, unfortunately torch the rest of windows which it's kind of sad because i feel like he's not really fully consumed so he's probably still like alive in there you can hear some of the screeching yeah coming forth it's like half monster half man burning in there goodbye windows bye windows i was really hoping he would make it out if he wasn't the monster and he wasn't and um, but now he is Mm -hmm. so i was gone and so, but we got to test the rest of the people there. So then we test Nulls and he's negative. And then we test Childs and he's negative. And then Gary and he's also negative. So everyone is negative. Now all the humans are, we know are negative. But they still have to go test Blair because he's still in the shed. Oh, right. We got to go test his blood to mm-hmm. see if he's good or not. And that's what... Um, uh, kind of separates them again. Yeah. Oh, right. But, but before that, you made a fantastic point of like how both of the people of color were not made into the thing, which I thought was so great and that they weren't like killed immediately. Either. Mm-hmm. I thought that was such a great point to say, cause it was just like, yeah, yeah. Cause in so many other horror films, it's just like, 
Immediate. Immediately picked off. Minority. Yeah. Guys. Yes. Yeah. It was really great to see them holding the flamethrower to the doctor <laughs> as yep. he's testing the blood of Gary's. Bad, yep. So. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Um, yeah, so then they go off, and is this when they separate from yeah, Childs? Yeah, Childs stays. And he stays back just to keep guard? or To keep guard the, yeah, the they're space. Gonna go, yeah, I think it was a, a whole situation of, like, we're going to go test to see if he's cool or not. If he comes back and we don't, torture. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, so they, then, okay, now it's I do remember three, that. The three of them going in there, doors wide open. Oh, where is he? We don't know. And then that's where they go and see that he's created an enormous cave. Incredible. Humongous. Incredible amount of digging. It's just... When did he do that? That's like five Shawshanks worth of digging. Yeah, my God. (laughs) He digged really fast. He really, really got it. But also, was it before or after they go down where they see Childs run off? I thought that was Blair that ran off. No, it's somebody with the flamethrower. Mm. And Knowles does say that he thought he saw Childs. Childs. It's all within that time frame. I don't. I don't yeah. necessarily remember which one happened. I think first. you're, and I think it's supposed to be very ambiguous of who that is. Because also, so there are other um, characters that get consumed by the thing, and they run out. I think they're. They need to be in a quiet, safe space for them to, like, transform, I guess. Hmm. Uh, And not have things coming out of their body. So, the doctor isn't anywhere around. Hmm. Because, and and we know that he's in there because the lights go off. Yeah. Um, So, it could have gotten to Childs and he just ran off. Yep. Well, and at the end, Child says, I ran into Blair, and then I got lost in a storm. So he he sees him. Child sees he's, him. He said he, he ran into him? Yeah. Oh, I thought he said he, he saw him. Or, or he saw him, him, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But their paths did cross, and we didn't see that. And we know that at this point, Blair is the thing. So if he, if he came across him at that moment... And also, there he is... wouldn't have made it out of that storm. He was out there for way too long. A, 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 he leaves the movie for a well amount of time for us to be like, where have you been? Yeah, and McReady like, also said, it's going to get down to negative uh, 100 degrees out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to die. Mm-hmm. We're going to explode everything, but we're going we're gonna to kill it with oh, us. Oh, you know what? It might have happened where it's like they do maybe go down there. And then they see what's going on, and they're like, oh, we have to blow this up. Mm -hmm. And then they may have come back out to go get supplies, whatever, dynamite and stuff. Or go back to... And in that, like, moment, I think, is maybe where they were like, oh, was that Childs? Did I just... Who's that? And then they go down, and that's where they, like, start to set the charges, the three of them, and then Gary walks off. Yeah, because they establish that... It killed a generator because it wants everything to freeze. It wants to go back into its frozen state now so it can go back to sleep and just wait for the rescue crew to come by and thaw it out again and just hop on with them. Mm -hmm. So 
McReady says, let's warm it up a little around here. Yeah, that was a great line. And that starts their plan of setting all the charges. They're like running through the base, throwing Molotov cocktails and grenades into every single room, just making one big bonfire out of their Mm -hmm. base. That costs a million dollars. Budget. (laughs) Budget. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And they got to go down to where the generator is, which I'm assuming is like kind of like the center of, or like the bottom part of this base or whatever. Yeah. It's in the base. And setting the big charges down there. Uh, Again, we're kind of left with McReady, Knowles and Gary. Gary. Uh, Childs has disappeared. So it's these three down in the basement. See, Uh, that's a huge ass chunk. Yeah. For him to be in a storm. Yeah. If he had seen the doctor, I'm going to go back to this. Yeah. If he had seen the doctor, why not just run towards where they he knows everybody else is at? Mm-hmm. You know? Very, very plausible. Very ah! plausible. Yeah, if he would have seen the doctor, he'd been like, he's over here. Or, yeah. I, I agree. It seems and it was... inconceivable. But when we get to this point here, and then we get to... Another point of separation. I'll set charges here. You set charges over there. Gary walks over, starts to set some charges. And then we see Blair again. Yes. And that that uh, scene where he is consuming him or changing him, where they really, yeah. The fingers That was so cool is to yeah. see that, like through the skin yeah. and it's like you could just imagine one of those tentacles is shooting out yeah. into his mouth and then they sh- they showed that scene of him dragging him after i was like wow those are yeah that's gonna stick that's gonna that's... stick in here because <laughs> that, that effect is like like when he you think was. about it it's so easy because it's really Super. it's just like the fingers being under the skin kind of effect and yeah, your mind yeah, does just, the it's rest just, it's just latex yeah they're just having it be latex and around he, here that pushes he really does a good job just like and now move yeah. all of your fingers Knowles oh. goes off to find him that one upset me so much because it was like I don't remember there being a sound there was nothing for him to respond it was to. absolutely nothing, nothing. And kind of walks into imminent death with like a little grin, almost of like, oh, it's over here. Yeah, it's weird. It's like such a letdown for one of the final characters. Like that moment that we just talked about was so cool, very simple, but very cool. And Nalls gets nothing. He doesn't even get a sound effect. Hey, those ready? And then he's like. Oh, fuck, I don't hear anything. I'm alone. I'm alone again. And do we see the doctor again? Not as himself, right? No. Now now it's the the big fucking monster thing, which pretty cool effect of it kind of coming at him with the the boards, like... It's mm-hmm. almost like Jaws, but underneath of these wooden boards of him of it coming at him. Um, Very Dune like uh, uh, worm. Yes. 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 Kind of feeling. And then it just like grabs the what's it? The thingamajigger. Oh, the detonator. The detonator. The yeah. The detonator. Grab like, it. And I'll take that Because it does kind of become a big like when we see it, it is kind of a big worm like thing, um, and it 
this whole time we've talked about how it has like these tentacles coming off of it. So it is like a big kind of just like consuming, almost like a, like an earthworm. Just all it does is just eat the earth below us, you know, and it's just like this big worm. And when it finally comes out this last moment, it's like everything that we've seen it Mm -hmm. consume before. Like there's dogs coming out of it. There's a human face up here with a big, like other worldly mouth coming off of it. And it's just like more and more of just, crazy is this consuming is this where we get the cool little like somersault out of the way yes <laughs> yeah. oh yeah this is last fucking yeah, dynamite it's kind of like we see this big massive thing and he's like and fuck you too and then yeah. <laughs> throws the the dynamite and then runs out of there and somersaults off and all the big explosions go off yeah McGrady has survived the big explosion. Pops the ball. He's got he's got his JB and um, Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber, and he's kind of he's pretty done. You know, he kind of just collapses there, and then he I think at this point has has been like, okay, I've I've done what I think I can do. I'm I'm gonna die now, and I'm gonna mm, sit on this for as long as I can. Pretty much gonna die right now, and then Childs comes back. He kind of also leaves it as like. A, I mean, even if you are the thing, like, you're going to sit here and wait. This is wait so, for a Yeah, because Charles is like, Not how much. are we going to make it? He's like, maybe we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Maybe we shouldn't. Like, we can't do anything anymore. Um, so let's just uh, see what happens. Yeah. And then they uh, pass by the if the one of If one of them is the thing, whether it's Charles or McReady... It's kind of this like last moment of like a post battle like toast to each other. Like they share this drink and it's like almost like a mutual respect moment that they have at each other to just sit there and not immediately attack each other, but respect each other as formidable foes. Well, and that's the beautiful part about that this ending is that it leaves us with enough information uh, and enough evidence on both sides of is Childs the thing? Is he not the thing? Is McReady the thing? Is he not? Like, there's enough evidence for us to... And there's not enough answers that they give us for us to make a definitive decision of, like, yes, for sure, this is this is it. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a reason that this movie kind of sticks around the horror genre so much because it is very effective and there's a lot to talk about in this movie. I think the filmmakers do a fantastic job of sub subverting our attention and suspicion to into so many different directions that it leaves us with so much to talk about. And even seeing it so many times, you are looking at different things every time you watch it and are noticing different things every time. And I don't even know if the filmmakers, when they were making this, even knew who exactly was the thing. Or kind of, it, mm-hmm. it felt like they were putting things in there only to make us more confused and make us question things just because that was the point. They build the paranoia very well through this whole movie. Um, well, it's scary, too. Uh, my brother... Uh like was talking to me about this film and um he said that just like not being able to like trust anybody and then for it to kind of then emulate a human being is what's very scary about it Mm -hmm. um 
you just like you're contained and you don't you don't know who you can trust mm-hmm. it's one of those things where like that ambiguity and that like intentional confusion could have been the film in and of itself like we with without the gore and like the monster and actually seeing what it transforms into just that like idea alone makes for a really mm-hmm. good intense subject matter for a film and for a film to be intended to be horror it's like that in and of itself of there's a thing that will change into other people that you know and you don't know who it is is more than enough and then to then add all these like crazy wonderful practical effects to just like blow it out of proportion is really cool even when we're looking at it when we're when we're seeing it it's morphing and like like i kept saying it like it keeps going like it Mm -hmm. keeps like it's like this idea of the horror of it never stops because Mm -hmm. it keeps opening up and there's more teeth inside there's more heads coming out it itself well, and it rem- never it stops. It remembers organisms that it's already mm-hmm. been, and so there you see portions of that as well. And this idea yeah. almost of like it's it's eating memories too, because it is gaining the knowledge of the person. I think too that it is consuming. Mm-hmm. So it's consuming everything about that person or whatever it is. It's also I think adding onto what's scary about it is that it's not even acting, as far as I understand. It's not acting under, like, uh, out of, like, malice intent. It's an animal that is consuming and imitating. Like, this is what it does to survive. So it's not even, um, I don't think it was even intending to come to this planet in the first place based off of that first shot of it crashing down. But I don't think it's coming and, in, and consuming these people just to be evil. Like, this is how it lives. This is how it survives mm. And all of that it knows. So, which is even scarier because you can't reason with a thing like that. Crazy. Okay, okay well, let's get to uh, let's get to some Smash Pumpkins Smash rating. Pumpkins. I would I would love I would love to give it. I'll I'll give it a a personal five rating because I just really enjoyed it. I thought that. Well, I'll I'll say, I'll just <laughs> I just think that. Like cinematography went really well. Mm-hmm. I think that the music score was fantastic. I think the multi-layer of this trust, mistrust, added with like monster horror was a very perfect blend. Um, entertaining. Also, I thought there were a lot of portions that were not intended to be funny, but was funny. Which yeah. is like, <laughs> if I can find those little nuggets, I will. Uh, but I think probably like in the grand scheme of like all the other ones i would give it more fairly probably like a four to four and a half okay you know like gotcha it's probably not it's definitely not like a a maybe perfect film not that a five rating means that but you know i there were definitely some things that like would have been easier i think to follow but you know also i don't know i just really enjoyed it yeah four four and a half and it's perfectly an 80s movie to the hair, to, you know, uh, the practical effects, that in itself is, uh, it, it was just marvelous. Like the whole time I would see, because this is my second time seeing it, mm-hmm. and now I was able to really fully pay attention to the graph, like the special effects and just how maybe perhaps they accomplished them. And I just kept wondering, it's like the head dragging away, was that? 
little wheels. Like, I don't know, that they, like, embedded, like, little wheels for it to, like, move while the mouth is moving and the eyeballs. Oh, man. I think the story in itself of, like, who done it is a little, like, convoluted, but it was still fun, and it's still, I don't know, I really enjoyed it still the second time. I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm, hmm. I'm gonna give it a five. Wow. Okay. Shit. <laughs> five. Yeah, five. it's just so much fun, and the practical effects just still, ugh, they still are. Um, what the word I want to use? They're they hold still up. Effective. They're yeah, they still, hold up. And yeah, I think that that's that's what I was gonna say is yes, this movie feels like the time period that it was made in, but it still holds up extremely well. And that is a testament to the filmmaking that's happening. <laughs> and, and the flame throwing and the everything is Everything it's is so practical. 80s. And <laughs> I think there was only, at least I only recognized it maybe once or twice, where they used what felt like either a drawn backdrop or a green screen. Yeah. And it was mm -hmm. when they were approaching the big spaceship. The spaceship. Yep. I think that's the only time that it felt like, oh. Because I was even also surprised too. I was like. They're using a real helicopter all the time. Mm -hmm. Yep. I was like, this isn't a little model. Well, also the first, I guess, like space scene is the only other time where they do that. But still, sells pretty well. Yeah. yeah. It sells. It's it sells. Solid. They sell it really, really hard. Yeah. And that is, that's one thing of being like, okay, this is, they really cared about it being made well and it being made practically. So it does hold up for this long. That's all on top of the fact of it being a really cool story. You know, it's kind of mm -hmm. like who done it. You never know paranoia kind of story. Um, I do agree that at a certain point it becomes like they're almost throwing so much curveballs at you just because they want you to be confused that it's yeah. almost like okay, like I get it. Like we like, we, we can't trust everybody. Like <laughs> I totally get. Um, but you're still in it. You're still part. Yeah. Of, you're still part of it the whole time, and it is, like I said, there's a reason that it is a horror sci-fi classic, um, because I think it is timeless and it, it does for sure hold up. Uh, I think I'm gonna give it uh, a four point eight. All right. Four point eight. Four point eight. Almost there. Close enough for me. Almost there. <laughs> but still, very very Dang. very good. Cool. This was. This was very fun, but I think we have to end off this episode with figuring out what we're going to watch next, next time. And as the guest, Danny, you get Ooh, to pick. Okay. Really, really dig, dig down deep in there. Really find one that you know. Oh There's a God. lot. And there's a lot like kind of stuck together. We too, said so. maybe it. You did say maybe to... it. So read the, uh, the title. Uh, the year and the logline, please. This is always scary and Ooh, exciting. It's a big one. Man, damn! Wow. I wish I. Uh, I wish I could. Okay. Uh, would Would you mind if I read the Go for description? It. I love Ooh, the you try. I yeah. love the drama. What it is. Love the drama. Okay. I love the drama. This is an American grandson of the infamous scientist struggling to prove that his grandfather was not as insane as people mm -hmm. believe. Is invited to Transylvania. When he discovers the process that reanimates a dead body. Oh, this is going to be It's from 1974. Can yes. you tell me what it is? It is. Young Frankenstein. Yes. It's on your arm, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Igor. 
Igor's right there. Yeah, I love I love this movie. Mel Brooks. Directed by Mel Brooks, written by Gene Wilder and Mel Brooks. Uh, R.I.P. Gene Wilder. Yeah, fucking love that guy. Love, love. Wow. Love. This is horror, great. Horror comedy. I love this. That's great. Awesome. Great pick, Dan. Hey. Great pick. Well, Dan, thank you so much for coming. Yes. Thank you for having me. Would you like to would you like to plug yourself at all? No. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> He's just Dan. He's just Dan. Just, just, He's just me. Just around. Well, you can find me on Instagram, Color Me Leslie. You can also find our podcast. Podcast. Yeah, check out at at, De- Deadlight. at Deadlights Pod on Instagram, and also check out at BP Pritchy T. That's me, and Playground Social, which is the studio that we are recording this in. Woo! But until next time, <laughs> let's get spooky, y'all. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. We're getting spooky. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> cold. <laughs> It's really cold out I'm going to turn into everything and anything I want.